What's poppin', what's poppin', what's poppin'? Welcome, Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And on this episode, we're going over your full business and marketing plan for some of the top business ideas out right now. We're going to tell you what the idea is and how to execute on it. The latest Netflix movies and shows and their lessons that we got from it. And then, of course, question of the of the week. Are you starting off your business as a side hustle or the full time commitment? What should we do? Moose, how are we feeling about this episode? Yeah, I'm excited for this one, man. We get to dive into these business and branding hats. So it's going to be a good time. Let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And of course, this episode is powered by Ecamm Live, the number one all-in-one streaming platform. Not, not only allows you to stream on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, all of those amazing social media platforms. It is amazing for pre-recorded videos, just like a podcast, just like the courses and trainings that you're going to have to do. It's also great for your Zoom meetings. You're going to look extremely professional. Your Google meetings extremely professional and we're giving away 14 days for free if you go to www.nickyandmoose.com slash ecamm that's e-c-a-m-m and get that 14 day trial moose how are we feeling man i'm feeling good i'm feeling good i'm feeling good and i'm feeling definitely older as well and i mm-hmm. pulled my back doing yeah it was like you know you're so weird so weird. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't buy into that whole. I'm getting old because I'm past thirty nonsense. But, okay. it, but I am. I, I did. <laughs> I did see. So somebody, I saw somebody pose. Is like, yeah, I pulled my back brushing my teeth. I said, what? You put your back brushing your teeth, and then sure enough, it was like I did like a little awkward movement. I said, oh, oh, and it, you like slow down. and can't mm. breathe. So so I'm overcoming one of those, but. Other than that, man, things are good. Things are good. We spent, uh, it's funny, and this is probably another reason why we're getting old. We split movies into two now. That's crazy. This is, the, signs, the signs are showing up. All right, so we, we're entering into a mature era, folks. Yeah? A mature. Uh, that, that, that is, that's myself, a good one. Yeah. We're entering yeah, a mature era. Yeah, now, now that I hear myself talk, I, I just got to be honest. And, and sure enough, we, uh, we watched a movie, and we started mm-hmm. it last night and finished today, A Beautiful Mind. Oh. With uh, Russell Crowe. Have you seen it? No, but I've heard about it. Tell me about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Netflix, uh, pretty dope. It's about, uh, so Russell Crowe is the main character, and he is this brilliant guy, mathematician at Princeton, I believe. So, you know, top Ivy League school. And throughout the movie, you see, you know, him struggle to find his ground and finally finds his lane, takes off, and he's just crushing it in his career. So then things start to take a turn for the worse because it turns out that he has schizophrenia. Hmm. So so his career just shoot, it's just a terrible decline. So anyway, uh, he ends up pretty much healing himself, right? Like he, he refuses the medication and starts to make sense of it. He's like, I know I can pretty much overcome and, and live with it. Okay. So sorry if I'm running the movie for everyone, but he ends up to should have watched it already. Should have watched it. Already. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's old enough, but uh, he wins. A, it's based on a true story. He won a Nobel Peace Prize, you know, for one of his discoveries. I think it was the equilibrium formula or something like that. And it was helping in the economic sector. So super cool movie. But, you know, I think the, the main thing for me is we all have that quote unquote challenge our version of the schizophrenia that we have to fight 
in spite of, right? Like you, you don't just see someone's journey just straight to the top. So what I liked about this is that it was a true interpretation of a person's real life experience, right? It's like, you're gonna, you might have a quick rise to the top, you could decline and, and, and lose it all, but you have, you're given the opportunity to build it back up in spite of whatever was there. So to see him just go through back, you know, go through that and, and build it and then win the Nobel Peace Prize. And then it's like the last scene, he's like, so you don't, they're not there anymore. He's like, no, they're there. I just, I just go in spite of, you know? So I was like, yeah, that's, that's dope. So super cool movie, y'all, man. Uh, check it out. Check it out. Yeah, I should check it out. Well, I also, uh, I also went on a Netflix situation and yes, y'all know. I love shoot 'em up, bang bang, mobster, drug cartel <laughs> situations. Okay. Yeah. And I had to watch Gotti. I had to. Mm. I feel like if you're a New Yorker and you kind of like that stuff, you have to watch Gotti. Like you have to. So, um, first off, it was really good on how. They just got the stories from, like, everybody, right? But I'm trying to figure out, like, why was Gotti such a big situation? And the crazy thing is, if if I geek out a little bit, like, Gotti understood media and branding very quickly. Because if we think about the, the mafia and... Majority of them because of all the killing they were doing and all that great stuff. Not great. I'm horrible. That's horrible. That's horrible. Not great. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We know what you mean, though. No, we we know what you mean. I but, get you. Uh, you know, you stay super low key. That whole nine. My man was getting two thousand dollar suits. He was outside. He always was well groomed. He was like the the Robin Hood of, you know, the city. Even my mom, I, I was talking to her earlier and I was like, yo, we're probably going to talk about Gotti. Yeah, I actually like Gotti. This man that killed mad people. I actually wow. like Gotti. She knew. All right. I, I, I liked him. He was great, you know, like. And so it, it, it's crazy how. You and it reminded me of somebody that I knew that like started out with a criminal record, but because of the appearance that he had and the output that he put for the media, in this case that I'm talking about this other individual of social media, you almost forget about all the bad stuff. And so that's what Gotti did, where it was like, I'm going to do good for the community. I'm going to be out there as far as the media. And y'all going to forget how bad, at least the community is going to forget how mm -hmm. bad I really am. Because yeah. I'm, I'm killing folks. Yeah. And like I'm making sure people don't, don't live no more and just whatever. But then I'm, I'm looking at what was crazy. So, if, if you don't know the Gotti story, I'm sorry. I don't know where, where you've been, but he got convicted because his underboss, Sammy DeBull, ratted. So I'm watching till the end and it said, Sammy has a podcast. I'm like, mm. excuse me? He does? So you know me. I'm now of course. going to find the podcast, <laughs> right? I'm going to yeah. find it. Come to find out this man has been on mad podcasts. He has his own, it's highly, it's highly produced. Like, wow. this is intentional. And it's, of course, it tells all the mob stories and brings all these leaders and that whole night because mob life is not the same as what it was years ago. So it is... It's crazy to be like, yo, the person who was deemed as the rat now has a whole podcast and like a very successful podcast. He had an interview 
with uh what's his name patrick what's what's the patrick guy you know um, what i'm talking about patrick, i do i do he, oh what's his name i'm gonna find it people i'm gonna find it the v- volutainment guy the y'all know who i'm oh, talking patrick about patrick with david yeah, yeah there yeah, we yeah, go patrick there we go david. him okay i thought you were talking about somebody else but okay, no 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 yeah. no no 20 yeah. million four years ago 20 million views Mm. Crazy! I'm like, and this man he knows is, how to pick his guests. I, one day we really need to like dissect this dude, Yo. right? Because I'm going back and seeing like who he's interviewing, and these are not light people. Yeah, these no, are, he knows how to pick his guests. You know I'm, the story he had that that big exit from an insurance company, sold it for. At least a hundred million, maybe a, a little bit more, and then jumped into the media business. But he's playing that game really, really well. I've heard of the insurance situation, but it doesn't click. Mm-hmm, I sold mm-hmm. my company. Now I'm speaking to a mob boss. <laughs> when you I put sold it that insurance, way. <laughs> yeah. and now I'm yeah. talking to Sam. It's the cra- and then I'm I'm like scrolling down, and I'm seeing. Just all the interviews he also has with other mob bosses. And of course, the other ones that we've also, the Kobe Bryant's and like, this just mm-hmm. his resume is very impressive. Would love to kind of break down why? Like, because now yeah. I'm, now I'm intrigued. Now yeah, that's 20, sure. that's 20 million. Now, now I'm curious. Hold on. Let's, let's, uh, I'm like, 40 minutes into that that interview but I want to see what's his highest so that that particular one is his highest uh his biggest video with him and Sammy the Bull 20 million uh, that was four years and, ago yeah and Another, he's had some ghosts like you mentioned Kobe he had Tom Brady recently so that's so, huge okay super weird now hello so now that I'm here uh Another one, the second highest was 15 mil. And that's with another uh, uh, mafia boss. His third one is the second part. Don't tell me it's sudden. Is, is with the, with oh, the same wow. mob boss. Nine mil. Okay, then okay. The seven mil is with John Gotti's hitman. And talking about mafia again. Hello, we're talking about the mafia today, so I just want a few views. You feel me? Yeah, I'm just, just, we're about to do a whole episode about (laughs) the mafia. One (laughs) percent of that. Yeah, one percent. I'm just saying. That's crazy. And then, yo, there's more. Okay, he, I'm I'm interested now. We're we're going to go into this guy. We're going to go into this guy. But I say all that because it's, it's interesting how we get hooked on the and we were talking about this like offline the stories of the negative right the stories of the negative meaning people are going to tune in and have tuned in to Sammy the Bulls podcast to just find out about that life like buy curiously on some like yo how many did y'all kill? Why did you snitch? Who's these people? Like, break down the whole mafia to us. Like, tell us all, right? The Gotti one was to break down, like, the rise and the fall of him. And it was it was cool to see, like, how technology also was uh, a crucial thing where they had, they were so impressed by the black and white cameras that had clear footage from like blocks away, they were like, yo, the technology yeah. is amazing. How they had to like break yeah. in and when everybody was asleep and there was no surveillance cameras or nothing and they had to put certain bugs in the in the clubs and everything like that to hear the conversations. But the the amount of detail that you had to know, it, even from like a law side, like when you bug a phone, you have 90 seconds to see if it's it's like criminal or you have to turn it off. And so people were like, mm. 
Hello. Turn on the water. And then the 90 seconds he knew, and then it's like, yo, I just killed my man. Like, wait, what? (laughs) Wow. You missed the whole conversation? It's it's so, but it's, it's the details. And I, and I'm bringing this, this details up because it's like when they, when they're telling this story, this is the type of details that keeps us locked in. Like things that you didn't, like the smallest things of that added up to John Gotti's fall. It wasn't just here, he got arrested. Like just the simple foundation of like John Gotti, this is, he killed this person, became the boss. Then uh, he was the boss for this long. The cops tried, they failed. They took him to court once, not guilty. Took him to court twice, not guilty. Took him to court three times, guilty. This is why. That was the core. That was the foundation. And the crazy thing is, like, majority of people who may be watching understands that foundation. But now, to keep people locked in, it's the details. Right. So, do we understand the, the foundation of the story and how are we keeping the retention by adding the specific details? Are we detailed enough to keep people watching from the front to the to the end is what how I was like my geeky side. I, how do you get all this from Gotti? You're supposed to just be like, oh, he killed people. He died. Great. He died in jail. Right, right, right. I'm like, yeah. look, I'm, I'm figuring out how he keeps the retention and how the reason why he stood out is because he got he lived the lifestyle. So where we look at some of these influencers now who get the cars and the, the big houses and everything, they possibly learned it from Gotti from the early ages of media loved him. And he was so popular because he dressed a certain way. He spoke a certain way. He had a certain kind of presence when he walked into the, to the courthouse or to a, to a place. He, he was friendly. He was community vibes and so you break that down into like a brand. It's like he told us, he showed us in the early days how to play out in media if you want to stand out. It, that, that's my geeky ways. I could find out anything. Even most shoot them up, bang, bang. I killed 19 million people. I could find a branding lesson from it. <laughs> shoot them shoot up, bang, bang. That's worse. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Anyways, uh, go watch it. Uh, if you like that kind of stuff. If you're like, no, I don't like. Okay. I mean, they're not showing bodies. All- well, they start off with like, it was crazy. The picture. Here's the thing. Here's what I also want to talk about. I don't know if this is an after show thing, but we're here now. The amount of gore that we saw earlier on compared to now where it's super censored right is crazy like w- one of the mob bo- bosses you saw bloodied out laid out not even the sheets over it was just like body right and you saw mm. it all over papers news all that stuff today everything censored you don't even see the body you, there's no way you see the body unless somebody took a video and it's circulating yeah, yeah. like that. But it's like night and day of like, you see everything. All body parts and all, you see nothing. Did we, did we when did we become, I'm not going to say censored. That's bad. That's bad. But when, censored. When did we become censored? Censored. Mm. Yeah, I think social media, social had to had to do something with it because now you know those those pictures are spreading like wildfire. So I had to be. I'm sure that had to be part of it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, I almost felt like, oh my god, why do I see this? Is crap. I've never seen so much blood. This is. They just mm. had bodies like that. Wow, yeah. like That's like crazy. a war zone. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, go see it. It's really good, uh, especially if you like shoot 'em up, bang bang, mafia stuff, Godfather, all that. You'll like this. 
And somebody else recommend another drug lord mafia situation for me to watch. <laughs> 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 I think I watched everything, but you know, send it to me. We're we're good. Anyways, going more into the episode, uh, let's talk about the creator of the week. And this one, I promise you, has been flooding my timeline. I don't even know why. Um, his name, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to spell the last name, people. <laughs> okay. It's really simple. It's Brian XU. Now, how you say the last name, I would love to be informed. But for right now, I'm just going to say X and U. Okay. Uh, for those people who trying to find him on social media, it's Bry underscore XU. And he really goes by like the big head Asian data nerd. And when I tell you the way he narrates his videos, I just, just listen, but I really suggest that you come to the video experience as well and kind of watch it. What the US can learn from Japan. People waiting patiently. Suitcases waiting patiently. Trash bags waiting patiently. Trash bags with nets to prevent rats. Please learn, New York City. On time trains. Fast trains. Reversible seats on trains. Barriers to prevent train deaths. Please learn, New York City. Cheap groceries. Cheap alcohol. Cheap unvandalized vending machines. Cheap restaurants with no tipping. Please learn, America. Toilets that greet you. Toilets with instructions. Toilets that are public and clean. Please learn, America. Competing boy bands versus girl groups. Singing microwaves. Creamia. Temple Fest. Hell's yeah, Temple Fest. Less chance of getting murdered. Please learn. Yeah, he has learn. one. He has one that is for uh, when he was getting married, and that one is so hilarious. He was like, "Pick a location. That's expensive. Pick a a day," <laughs> and and he shows everything. It has to be in the weekend, and it's all xed out. You can't find the date. It's like it's the way that he narrates, just like that. Super funny. But it's super simple. Um, go check that out. He, like I said, he's hilarious. His name is Brian uh, XU. I wish I knew how to say that properly, yeah. but I'm gonna dispel it. Brian XU. So dope. Now, have you mm. heard of that creator? I have not. I have hey! not. It's my first time seeing. So right, so right. We we teach we teach Moose a new creator every week. Hopefully, hopefully. You know what I mean, introduce. Yeah, we try, introduce we try to, to do that. Yeah. Now it's time for some fun, people. Uh, we're gonna do something different. We're gonna do something different, and I'm gonna tell you the backstory about it. Where on my YouTube, all I'm seeing is business ideas for 2024, business ideas of 2023, business ideas that will make you a million dollars, business ideas, business. And I'm like, okay, you're telling us the business idea, but what do we do with the business idea? Right? So me and chat GPT had a great conversation today of, Hey, you know what? Give me about three to four business ideas that me and Moose can break down on how we can start them, right? So everything from food critic, shout out to Keith Lee, to everything from, what else do we have? A, a, a subscription box. We have all these types of, of uh, business ideas that hopefully you can either be inspired by or that you have one and you may learn a thing or two of how to have your business correct or how to brand and, and market these particular ideas. So Moose, are you ready? Cause I'm excited about this. Yeah, no, let's get it. I got some of my data, you know, tabs up. I'm uh, I'm ready to go on this. All right. So the first 
business idea. So this is how we're doing it. We're going to do idea, mission statement, and target audience. Okay? So the very first business idea. Uh, a gourmet food critic. Taste Horizons by Chef uh, Marco. Shout out to Chef Marco, this imaginary chef that we have. The business, an online cooking academy, exclusive recipe book, and a series of pop-up dining experiences. Mission statement, Taste Horizon by Chef Marco is a culinary adventure of uh, elevating home cooking to art and creating unforgettable gastronomic experiences. Wow, okay. Uh, target audience, food enthusiasts, home cooks, aspiring to gourmet standards, in culinary adventures seeking unique dining experiences. Now, Moose, if Chef Marco came up to you and was like, I got this idea, here's my mission statement, here's my audience, what am I supposed to do to make it into a true business? What would you tell him? Yeah, so first off, I really like this for a few reasons. I mean, obviously with everything that we've talked about as it relates to Keith Lee and what he has going on, it's a good opportunity to jump into the space. But check this out. Of the top 10 most watched videos on Instagram, food ranks as number seven. Hmm. All right. So, so it's one of the most watched categories on social media. So I think this, like the food space, and think about it. I mean, there's so much, so many, obviously we're going to have to eat food, right? But we all eat food. That's, that's one thing. So that, that helps you. You got 7 billion people on the planet that are going to want to eat food and obviously learn more about different cuisines, et cetera. What I like specifically about this business model though, is you notice there is the online mm -hmm. uh, opportunity. There is a book, so there's a print opportunity, and then there is a live experience. So you look at those as three different revenue streams to, to really help drive income to the business. The main thing that I would tell uh, is Chef Marco. Yep, it's Chef Marco. Chef, first, for the main thing I'm telling Chef Marco is how are we getting people to learn about you before mm. we can even get them to purchase into the online purchase the book or even attend one of the events i think that's the main thing so that is essentially when you look at any business model really but more specifically this one when you look at uh how the business is going to perform it all depends on where your customers are coming from so just in a in a quick nutshell uh yeah i, I like the three i like the three main streams though that's that's a good that's a good setup which one do you feel he should concentrate on first Mm. What is the quick small win? I, I would yeah. I would say what would be the quick small win to build momentum mm -hmm. to then build out the rest. Yeah, well, you, you know what the cool thing is in a space like that, if if you can really get out and shake some hands and kiss some babies and build relationships with unique, whether it be vendors or event spaces or whatever the case may be. You can or you can bring, let's say that that gourmet class, or you can bring it to somebody else's audience mm -hmm. and have them follow you online. So I would even I would even suggest that I would suggest if like if you still gotta and I, I'm curious to know how you're gonna give the branding tips to get this thing going. But in the beginning, I would say, man, get out into the streets, especially if you're in a big city. I don't know where you might be, mm -hmm. but if you're in a big city, get out into the streets. And think about who are the top maybe 10 or 20 people that I can collaborate with, right? They already have a brick and mortar space. They have the, they have people coming for whatever reason. Can I collaborate maybe with someone who does, who has an art studio? Mm -hmm. And you ever, you ever attended one of those like painting with an instructor? Yeah. It's like they used to do like paint and wine or something. It's like, hey, can I have a session? Hey, can I, can we collaborate? And we do the first half this, and then the second half, instead of people going out to get a bite to eat, maybe I'll just take them through a gourmet cooking class or whatever it is. So now, you know what I'm saying? Like you're starting to build that audience. So when you say, hey, follow me online, then you take Brand Nikki's branding tips and you start, you know, keep keeping the relationship spinning there. So I, I would honestly think that the, the quick win is collaborate with someone who already 
has the space and an audience, people mm -hmm. coming in, and then you can you can start building from there. Hmm. Okay, I like that. I like that. Uh, when we're talking about the branding and marketing side of things, I'm going to go first. I'm going to go content because instantly, if we think about all the food stuff that's happening, what what makes you different? And so one of the things that is said was like, yo, the, the audience is home cooks aspiring to be gourmet standards, right? So one piece of content that you could create is how do you turn an ordinary dish into a whole gourmet luxury situation? So now you're like, how do you make the typical peanut butter and jelly look fire, right? How do yeah, you yeah. turn the regular spaghetti and meatballs fire? And, and like stuff like the ravioli, uh, Chef Boyardee situation. People, this is where you'll get your customers, not your customers, your audience be like, yo, get the Kraft mac and cheese. Kraft mac and cheese? Do something with the Kraft mac and cheese. Do something with, uh, with spam. Spam. Like do something mm. with, like, and you're allowing now your audience to be involved as far as what am I cooking up today to where now if you're going to say one of the things is going to be uh, an online cooking academy, now people are going to want to know, hey, how do I do that? Right. Because you're not showing them per se how to do it. You're not slowing it down, giving the ingredients. You're showing peanut butter and jelly can now look like boop, and you're doing it in, in a time lapse. Now the online stuff is going to come up, right? Now another piece of content is going to be those uh the the gas whatever what those things called gastronomic whatever gastronomic stuff. You're now showcasing how to do that. That may be a little bit more of a tutorial to where now you're showing I'm going to do this this pop-up experience in New York, boom, 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 here's going to be the menu. Boom. You only get to sign up if you are part of the text message situation, right? Get into the text message. I'm going to share the location and the first people to drop their deposit, you know, get inside, right? But you're showcasing that, like, if I was thinking about doing a pop-up experience, I would set up those things like, okay, here's what's possibly going to be on the menu. Then I would find the location and it would be blank. And then I'll snap. And then you see it, all of those creations. And then snap again is gone. Pop-up experience, text a number, right? So these are just some of the things that you could do from content ideas. But when we're thinking about branding and we're thinking about those people that stand out in the food section, what is going to be your saying? What is going to be the thing that we hear? Of course, Keith Lee is trending. So you think about, you know, I got it. I tried it. It's going to rate one to 10 his hand situation before we known him for sitting in his kid's chair. What is going to be your saying? What is going to be your mannerisms? Right. And you got to think about, of course, you know, it could be also your, your gear, that whole nine, but what is your saying? What is the gestures that you're doing? If you taste something, if you create it, you taste it. Are you doing this same face, same sound every single solitary time? Like you're like, mm -hmm, right? Now I know Isaiah's going to do something with that crap, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I'm saying like, if if we are creating all these different pieces of content, are we making our staple sound? Are we making a a staple gesture that no matter what, if they go to his pop up experience, now everybody is going. Mm -hmm, Right. 
something to that effect. And that's now being recorded for extra content. So Chef Marco or for the aspiring uh, food critics, chefs out there, uh, that's for y'all. I like this. It's fun. It's fun. Okay. Second one. Now we're going in a little bit into software. Mind Body Digital, a health and wellness app. Mission statement to revolutionize personal health by offering accessible, tailored wellness and fitness guidance through cutting edge technology. Target audience, health conscious individuals, fitness enthusiasts, and anyone seeking to improve their mental and physical well-being through technology moose mm. business wise what do you that, that's 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 a heavy highly competitive yeah. situation super. there yeah super yeah no this is definitely one of the more competitive spaces but i still think that there's always room to win to this or win with this depending on who you aim to serve right now, just some quick numbers on this, uh, 350,000 apps, health and wellness apps mm. on the app store right now. Mm. All right. So ju- just as you gear up to go into this 350,000 similar apps or just apps in the category on the app store right now, 90,000 released just in the last year. So that's, I mean, that's, that's a lot, right? It's just a lot of competition, but you know, let's say again, and, and we probably need to switch flip flop and have you start with the branding first, because really it's more about driving the audience and the traffic first and then doing something with the business model. But if if you want to know one of my favorite business terms, uh, you, you can just make note of this. Right. The first one is uh, MRR, monthly reoccurring revenue, mm. right? That's one of my favorite business terms. My favorite business models, period, right? Anytime, it's it's like real estate, but for online businesses or software products or apps or things of that nature. It's the same concept, but that's the, that's the main focus, right? I think when whenever you enter into the software space, you have to think about what is going to be your essential, essentially your revenue model. Are you looking to first offer the app completely for free and then allow users to upgrade or access the more premium features for an upgrade, which unlocks that number that we're looking for or that term, that MRR, that monthly reoccurring revenue, because ultimately it would be a subscription to them? Uh, is it, is it, are you doing a combination of maybe ads and you're saying, Hey, I'm going to allow other brands like, uh, I don't know, other fitness brands like a Nike or where sports apparel, or I don't know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. are you looking to allow them to advertise on the app? So you're saying, I'm going to do a combination of ads with the subscription to drive revenue. You know, I, I, I hate this, but I, I hate that I'm focused on this, but I don't hate that I'm focused on this because it's it's a core part of the business when you start thinking business and you see me just kind of going to the revenue component of it because th- th- that's going to be a primary feature. Another thing too, and, and even to take a couple steps back, not to dive right into it right away, this might be one of those things where you have two unique opportunities when you think about developing this. Mm-hmm. There are some apps that will allow you to, especially for the fitness space, by the way, they will allow you to basically borrow their app and white label it to your brand. So you don't have to spend tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars to have to come up with your own one. Now you're limited in your functionality there, but you might be thinking, no, I want to really stand out from the crowd. Like I have some things running in my favor. I have some momentum. I really want to do something that takes our brand or our business to the next level. So you might want to go this route of developing your own. Now, the one thing that I will share here, and I love that it was talked about on one of the the latest EYL clips I saw, actually, where they say you want to be mindful of who you pick when you're allowing investors to come into your space, right? Or or Mm -hmm. to invest into your companies because you don't pick investors for money. So I actually learned about that through like an online incubator. I was like, yeah, this is the most genius thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I thought 
you get investors because you need money. You need to raise money to help you to fund your business. That's, that's the number one reason. It's like, no, that's part of the reason. Right. A bigger part of the reason is because they're going to help you to meet new people, whether it be networks, you know, uh, uh, of, of other individuals, and also helps you from a marketing standpoint, depending on who you partner with, right? So anyway, just a couple of different methods come to mind when I think about anything SaaS or software related. It's number one, are you going to just take something that already exists, white label your stuff onto it, your brand, and just go with it with some limited functionality? Are you going completely on your own? And rather than maybe investing all that money up front, you want to go all out and seek some funding. And then of course, on the revenue side, are you going MRR, you know, monthly reoccurring? Are you doing free to pay? There's, there's some options there, but definitely there's a, you know, there's, there's some questions that we need to talk through when we come up to this space. I like this. I like this. So here, how do you make it into a lifestyle? That's my thing, right? How do you make it into a lifestyle? Like like you said, there is a lot of wellness, every fitness type of app. And what some concentrate on is the different programs it has inside of it. And maybe the cost of it. And you never want to focus on that because people don't necessarily care. You have to show how it is part of their daily life and the transformation they are going to have by using this particular app. So if if I was to talk about as far as the content that should be created is how is it being used throughout the day, not just one part of the day, which is the gym or when you have to work out right in the morning. Is there something for them when they reach their phones? If we know a lot of people, the first thing they're going to do is grab their phone. Is there something that is going to pop up or make them want to uh, open the app? And whether it is something as far as a mental check, whether it is a breath work, whether it is an affirmation or a reminder of their health stats in the beginning, like, how are you showcasing throughout the day what people need because of that app that it is not and it's not focusing on when you're looking at the content it's not focusing on the app it's focusing on the person and how their day is going from a person who is balanced with their their uh you know fitness and wellness how does that look like and how is it being used? How is the app being used throughout the day? So when we look at, an, of course, a Nike, a Nike doesn't promote sneakers. The Nike doesn't promote the clothing. The Nike doesn't promote the Nike. Why is the Nike? Um, Nike, Nike doesn't promote any of their products. They promote the athletes. They promote the lifestyle of being uh, an athlete. You want everything that's part of that lifestyle. If I want to be an athlete, if I want to be in shape, if I want to be a LeBron, a Serena Williams, anything, I'm going to want to wear what that is because right. it's, it, it symbolizes greatness. So your app or whatever that you are utilizing should symbolize what they want to be, what is the transformation that they are trying to have and your content showcases that. So never focus on the actual product, the actual app, never focus on what's inside of it as far as it has all these different exercises and this and that. You're showcasing the person, your uh your group of people, because maybe you're showing, and this is where, uh, you know, be inclusive comes in. Is it for kids as well? Is it for 70 year olds? Is it for the, the teens that are coming up college people? Like 
you have to figure out, and they said the audience, but you also have to figure out what generations this is for and how is it used in that generation in this time that we're in. So that's what I'll say about that one. Now, I think we, we, we have time for one more. We got time for one more. So, Moose, pick. Do you want the subscription box? The travel blogger? I'm, I'm, I'm going to make you pick from two because the other one is a wellness coach and we just did the wellness app. So, yeah. subscription now, box? Let's do the subscription box. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, let's so, do the subscription box. Subscription yeah. box. Hobby box, which is a niche subscription boxes. Mission statement to deliver passion to your doorstep with curated collection for hobbyists and enthusiasts. I wish they went more into detail with what, but that's cool. Uh, Target audience, individuals with specific hobbies or interests looking for a monthly discovery of a new product and experiences. Go. Yeah. So first off, uh, can can I just say... One of the most difficult businesses to run, right? I, I'm, I'm just going to say that, right? A subscription box, you're talking about having to fully develop the entire product cycle, customer acquisition, and the operational fulfillment of that. There's a lot that's happening here. So I wouldn't suggest that anyone start here. I would suggest that they add it to a, port, a component of their brand if it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. So I just want to put that out there as a I'm disclaimer. On. But again, let me just start with some stats. He didn't listen to me. He, stat. didn't, he didn't, this person, he or she, or they, yeah, yeah, did he's, not he's, get yeah. you before they started. They already kind of started the business. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. And and, and I don't I don't mean to uh, walk them back out of that uh, dark hole, me if you will. Do it. I gotta do it. Oh man. No, I'm just I'm just looking at this because I said what I I Google this. I said, what is the subscription uh, what is the success rate of subscription boxes? Trash. And it said, yeah, bad, bad. (laughs) It's about like 10 10 to 20 percent. But here's the reason why. And I think from a business standpoint, you can always uh, if you get this part, I think essentially it will help you to have this particular idea succeed for you over time. One of the biggest reasons why it's difficult to maintain a subscription box as a business is because of the churn or what they often call the retention rates. Mm. So if you're bringing customers in, but you can't keep them for a long enough period of time, you never really reach that point of profit on the boxes that you're sending out. Because like I remember this, I, I want to say maybe it had to be a long time ago, 10 10 years ago, mm-hmm. there was a subscription box that sent clothing out to men every month. Mm-hmm. And you, it's, it, they, they branded it or marketed for the person who doesn't like to shop, but is adventurous and wants to still look good, but doesn't have the time to go, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I don't know if it's still around today. Honestly, I forget the name of it even. But I can imagine you're not profiting on every single box that you send out, especially in the beginning. Like there might be a 90 day time period that you, that you need to run for before you start entering the green on some of these products. So, so that, that's what comes to mind. It's you got to think about what are the things that are going to keep your people subscribed? I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. It's another, it's another one of those business models. That's great. You got you got monthly revenue coming in for you. It's it's great, but if you don't retain the people, that's 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 where you're going to face some some serious challenges in, you, in keeping the lights on for an extended period. So, because this this one is a little bit open, right? As far as what's inside of the box, what mm-hmm. would you be interested in as far as a subscription box? So maybe it could help tailor like, okay, if you do this, you could definitely like market, not market, but like make sure that these particular products, there's certain levels to it because like, for instance, like an example, I'm going to stay with the bare brick kind of vibes. Okay. 
Shout out mm-hmm. to Bear Bricks. Y'all should just send me stuff, even though you're in like overseas. Um, so there would be like different tiers to the subscription box. If mm-hmm. one subscription would be, you would get a blind box every single month, right? So now you're you're excited to see which one that I get because I could get a really expensive one or I can get, you know, it's just it's just one of those things. Then you have a level two where like you are going to get an exclusive joint um, that is trending at the moment. The level three, you get a super rare joint that no one necessarily gets, right? Like it hasn't even dropped or whatever. Like they just have those different types of connections. So Mm -hmm. I'm saying to you, what would be, uh, what would be in the box and would you suggest those types of levels or, you know, how can they make more revenue than just saying, here's a box, here's the price for the mm-hmm. box. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I like, I like the idea that you mentioned, especially if let's say you are a, uh, again, just to, to go back on the, 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 co- the concept that we just spoke on on health and wellness. So let's say you have supplements, you have a supplement line. Yeah. Those supplements are going to be, let's say, consumed for the most part together as a unit or collectively every month. Mm-hmm. And so if you know people are using the products monthly, and, and that's, a, that's a whole other conversation, but let's just assume that they are. Yeah. You can do exactly what you just mentioned there. I'm going to re-up your order. And I think there are some, there are some, there's a portion of that, I, what is it, Amazon... Uh, Whole Foods or Fresh Foods, I I think Whole Foods does it where it says, oh, you can reorder your last cart or something like that. I I, I get it from time to time on Amazon. So that's almost the same model, right? It's like, hey, we you purchased these groceries last month. We're just going to assume that you're going to need them again this month or this week, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So that that, that fits in that category. It fits in the category that it's a reusable product. Mm -hmm. But in the case of the blind box, that's how I was introduced to subscription boxes. It was items that you don't know what you're going to get. You know the category. Yeah. For example, there's one with clothing. I think there's another one actually with cologne. So they give you cologne samples. Now, that's interesting, right? Because, I mean, how many, I, at least for me, I know with my colognes, there's a, there's, a, there's a number of colognes that I use, and I'm going to really just reuse them on and on and again. So, that's a that's an interesting category, but I think ultimately it comes down to the type of products. I like the clothing one, although I can see why they decline because online shopping is so is so common now that it's like, why would I want someone to pick out clothes for me when I can just shop online? That's that's the same exact thing. At that time, you know, the uh, the online shopping wasn't really as popular. So I, I know I, I don't know that I answered the question really, but I'm just thinking about all the different categories, you know, that, that come with it, but I, I can see the, the standard, the elite or the premium in something that is reoccurring. I'm not mad at that. I think audience, I'm, 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 I'm always going to go with audience experience is the way to go when it comes to subscription. And so what I mean by that is if we look at a crumble cookie, right? Mm. And we, there's a show that, or a, a video that always comes out announcing what the new cookies are going to be. Where the people are locked in at a specific time, you know, uh, uh, the specific day, and we're seeing what it is, and then we're gonna go get it. They, they change it every week. Now, your subscription box may be changing every single month. What is What are you doing to bring up the hype? But then also, uh, instead of just the watch party of like, yo, here's the release of this month's stuff, now you're also bringing in as far as the shipping experience. Yo, uh, order 472. Your box is on the way. Let me show you what's in the box this month, right? Boom, you get this, you get this, you get this. And then also to encourage other, uh, you know, other people to join the subscription, what is your bonus thing? 
right? What is the new bonus thing that people, and you pick a few orders that you have and it's like, yo, and I'm going to throw in ah, every person who orders in the next so-and-so for a subscription box, you get, and there's a week that's always of a bonus, right? And so you're rewarding people to become monthly members, right? Of course, in thinking about the subscription, because sometimes, you know, from, from a, a tier situation, some people are like, ah, I just want that month. Like, what do I got to do for that month? So I'm actually surprised you didn't say, yo, up, up that price for that month. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, like a one time. Yeah. But in my head, if you was to do that, that's after, like you would put a deadline of when you accept monthly, new monthly people. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, let's say from the first to the 20th, you could bring in new monthly customers, but the 20th to the end of the end of the month, then it's a up price, uh, up price for that particular box. You didn't get the box. Cool. You still have a chance da, 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 right? But inside of that, now you're showcasing, yo, these are the people from a content wise. These are people who still got the box. We're going to throw in, uh, this amount of, of, uh, savings if you get the subscription. So now Mm -hmm. you have a code and it'll vary. This person got 10, 20, 50%, boom, 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 boom. Right. With the content, you're always one showcasing the what's new two showcasing the, the shipping experience and, and, and boxing it up three user generated content. So when other people are showing what they got, they got the box, that whole nine and, and thinking from a branding standpoint, what is going to be that Instagrammable, that social media ready unboxing moment. Like don't just, if you're doing a subscription box, don't just put it in a UPS USPS box. Here you go. Right. There's has to be something and when we're thinking about the branding side now, that makes people want to take out their phone. Yeah. So th- that's a that's a packaging situation or a special uh, item situation that instantly I'm thinking I'm not sending, I'm not doing this subscription box until I can understand what my Instagrammable moment is going to be, what my story moment, my social media moment going to be from a product stance. So that's, that's, that's what good. I would suggest. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Listen, people, uh, give us our ideas. We may do this again. Cause I, mm-hmm. I think it's fun. I think it's fun. Yeah. Um, coming up with random ideas. Here's, here's your business structure. Here's your branding and content side. Boom, run with it. And if y'all like these ideas and you actually run with them, tag us. Be like, yo, I started a subscription box. I know, Moose, you said not to. However, mm-hmm. comma. I'm going to prove way, you wrong. The, no, the way that you explained it, it made right. me believe that I can do it. I mean, I got an app. The way you suggested it, Nikki, made me increase my downloads by this much. I'm just saying. Just let us know. That's just dope. let us know. Yeah. Now, of course, of course, we have uh, the question of the week. Which is uh, sponsored by flightassessment.com. There's a whole saying that I normally say, but I can't find it. So, but it's flightassessment.com. Okay. <laughs> Just let you know this. I messed up. I don't have the saying. I love it. But I have, I love it. I have the question. I have the question. The question is side hustle or full-time commitment. What do I mean by this? Would you start your business as a side hustle or dive in full time? 
from the beginning. Moose. Mm. What are we thinking? I'm going side hustle all day. Mm. Going side hustle all day. Yeah. How's that? Yeah, believe it or not. Um, I just think, well, first off, that's actually what I've done multiple times, by the way. Right. I've always done it this way. And I wouldn't necessarily call it a side hustle, but it was always something. There was a testing period. Okay. You know, my side hustle was more of a test period where I knew this was going to eventually be my full time thing. But let me get in to learn the ropes. Because I think that's what the quote unquote side hustle season does for you is it allows you to learn the ropes. It allows you to learn the ins and outs. It confirms whether or not this idea that you might have is tangible enough in the marketplace where people will respond positively to it. Do people actually want this? Will they buy it from you? Are they interested in it? What are the what are, what is the negative feedback? What are the drawbacks? What are the things that you should look out for are going to be a challenge so that you can figure out how to solve it before you commit to it full time? So for me, I've always used a, a, a transitional test period to figure out what it was. So when I think about you know, the hospitality business. Before I started that, I was in the hospitality industry for quite a long time until I learned the ropes and the ins and outs. And and that was the first quote unquote company ever that I had started officially. Mm -hmm. And so I remember talking with several people and then they showed me the receipts. They're like, okay, look, this is, this is what the back end will look like. And you will need to do this, this, this. I said, okay, I know what to do in the event, outside of the event, or in the, the days leading up to, this is what I need to figure out. So that that little quote-unquote side hustle season allowed me to build my, you know, my momentum and figure out how to really make it happen. So yeah, believe it or not, man, I'm I'm for I'm for side hustle all day just because I think it gives you the opportunity to transition out. And I know some people might be like, wait, what you mean? Like abort the mission? Uh, maybe. Right. But more importantly, more importantly, you don't have to go into this deep, desperate dive of, oh, man, I, I, I can't even pay my rent and I have to eat uh, peanut butter sandwiches, like Nikki said, from Chef Marco, because, you know, it, it, times are tougher now. So like, I just think being able to to weather that storm as best as you can is always a great is a great way to do it by go, go, going in a in a in a more calculated way. Okay. I'm not mad at that. I think I actually got to agree with you for this week. Mm. Reason why uh you know I'm I'm big on signals. Like really figuring out if this is the thing to do. We're given a lot of ideas and not necessarily all ideas are meant to be businesses. Not all ideas are meant to create revenue, but we get this idea and we run with it. Now we have to yeah. test it out to see if there is a market for it. We have to test and see if we have the time and the availability to do it, you know, are, are we okay when we get punched in the mouth in a business why wise not mm -hmm. necessarily punched in the mouth i don't condone violence even though i watch shoot 'em up bang bang stuff <laughs> um but you know when we have our bad days is this something that we are really ready for and i think when we make it into a side hustle first we're allowed to test things on a smaller scale and see if this is really for us. It's like dating, okay? Is I'm 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 gonna chill with you for a few hours a day. You know what I mean, like we're gonna yeah. talk. We're gonna, you know, I I may take the weekend off. I may not. I may not hit you up. You seem busy. <laughs> I'm a little busy. I, I can't. I I can't talk to you from nine to five, but I could talk to you after I get off work, right? Same kind of thing with side hustle, like you find the time and then when it's there and you're fully committed to that side part of it, are you, is, is it worth the time? And you get to evaluate all of these things. Is there market? Can I do it? 
How do I scale it? What is the next things you're allowed to strategize where if you go full time in the beginning and get hit in the mouth and you out, what are you like? What are you falling back on? What are you? Did you spend all this money for nothing? Now you spend all the money. Mm -hmm. So I'm big on on signals from both your end as well as the audience end and the market end and and really figure that out. But if you do full-time commitment, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. You are completely like, there's some people that will speak on like not having a safety net, like going, if you really believe this is it. And I'm not saying if you go towards a side hustle, you don't believe that it's it. I think it's about collecting data. It's collecting the right data because everything is about timing. Like you can go full time too early sometimes. I believe. And you just wasn't ready. So I'm going to go with side hustle as well. But people, let us know what you would pick. Side hustle or full time uh, commitment in the beginning. I'm saying in the beginning. Okay. Let me, let me emphasize that the beginning, not saying overall, um, as well as which idea did you like the best? And was that helpful? You know what I mean? And, uh, suggest us some Netflix stuff. Hello. Suggest some Netflix, some Amazon. I don't have Hulu. I don't have Hulu. Because somebody was like, yo, I think Kurt too. The Swiss Beats joint. Did you see the new Swiss Beats? Yeah, yeah. I saw it on your story, actually. Yeah. yeah. Like, yo, do that. I was like, All right, can somebody give me Hulu then. Because I'm I'm not getting I can't get another. I forget how I have access to it, though. I think I have it. Is it through it's, through one of my other subscriptions? They give me Hulu for free. Really? Figure that sure out. You Maybe got I'll it. have that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let you know. I'm sure. I'm sure okay. we got it. Figure that out. Um. Yeah. So yeah, suggest us things to watch so we could break down. And uh, of course, on Tuesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, we have our live show. Um, I think this week, this week, depending on when you hear this, the week of November 11th, I'll be speaking in Boston, right? Go check my social media. I'll be in Boston. Moose, what do you have? Coming up, um, nothing, nothing until we probably are going to plan some things for Black Friday. Mm-hmm. So uh, Black Friday is 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 going to be a vibe, but uh, yeah, that's it. Black Friday, we 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 are closing out this year early, believe it or not. Hey, so this year, yeah, this year, that's amazing. After that's amazing, Black, yeah, after Black Friday, it's going to be it's going to be a wrap. I love that. So. uh at least on Moose's end, just at least check flightassessment.com, deeper than the brand.com over here. And then Moose, final words. Yeah, I was thinking about this, man. Some people focus so much on the people that they dislike or the people who they fear that they accidentally end up becoming just like them. Rather than focusing on who you dislike or who you are afraid of, Focus on examples that you actually wouldn't mind becoming. 